This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unity Point Health, St. Luke's Hospital. Today's weekly COVID update is being recorded on Friday, April 3rd at 8.30 a.m. April is the cruelest month, is what T.S. Eliot wrote uh, in his poem, In the Wasteland. And I, I think that may prove to be true this year in regards to COVID. We will see the peak probably towards uh, the end of the month of April 24th. That coming surge, with greatest degree of confidence, we will be prepared. We are prepared. We have the capacity, uh, we have the competency, and we do have the courage to handle that. I've been very pleased with uh, the contingencies we've made, and I, I, I'm very confident that we will uh, be able to handle the surge of patients when they come. I've learned one thing in leadership, and I want the staff and, and physicians to know that I've come to appreciate that sometimes the hospital leadership may delay a decision or perhaps not have the definitive answer at a given time. And as a physician, that's frustrating because you want definitive answers. You, you make a, a, a decision you, and you adjust it. But hospital leadership, they want to be sure that they have the definitive answer because they don't want to promise something and then have to take it away because it wasn't the correct answer. So I do ask for some patience from from everyone with some of the decisions that are made uh, because this is a novel event and people want to make the right one. So sometimes decisions aren't as quick as physicians and nurses are used to, but we need to understand that we want to make the right one when it comes to policies and procedures. I also want to acknowledge the support of the community. It has been absolutely overwhelming. Uh, my wife, Tanya, works in the St. Luke's Healthcare Foundation that's handling these donations and phone calls. And, and the phone is literally ringing constantly with people willing to help and showing appreciation for, for the hospital and its structure and function that it plays for the community. You know, I, I've said this before on podcasts and, and interviews and with coworkers that every morning when I get off at the interstate and I see that blue sign with the white H, there's a sense of pride because I know that it'll be people with uh, clear minds and quick hands that will take care of any problem that presents. I am probably feeling more pride than I ever have in the past, noticing the courage and sacrifice my colleagues uh, have, have made of recent to deal with the pandemic. The community support has been overwhelming. Uh, last count, and it continues to climb, 13,000 uh, homemade masks uh, were provided. Now about masks, that, that has been controversial at times. We have a shortage of personal protective equipment. PPE is the common acronym. I want to assure that although we have shortages, we have developed contingencies and are able to protect physicians, nurses, patients, and associates as warranted. And I'm confident that we will, again, uh, not have a deficit of personal protective equipment that would jeopardize patient or staff's health and well-being. I know we all have some anxiety and fear, and that's, that's natural, but always remember that no matter how much anxiety and fear you have, it will not affect the events that are about to unfold. So direct that anxiety and fear into a calm and competent uh, composure and await what events will unfold in the future with recognition that preparation has been completed. In regards to that preparation, there's a dedicated innovation squad in place at both hospitals. These are professionals 
anesthesia and anesthesia nurses that have volunteered to do the high-risk procedure of uh, intubating patients or placing a tube into their lungs so they can receive uh, artificial ventilation or mechanical ventilation. This group of volunteers is available 24-7 with a first and second line team present to be at the bedside when needed. Our critical care capacity uh, as of this morning is what I describe as level green, meaning a go. We have plenty of capacity. Blood supply, also green. Although we may be calling on people to donate plasma at some juncture, if we do move forward with passive immunity with patients that have, or patients, people that have had coronavirus and then subsequently recovered, we can donate antibodies to people that are ill. Passive immunity works. Uh, we, it's worked for other diseases. Uh, it led to the vaccine for smallpox, which was eradicated in mid-1970s. And the, it, it doesn't confer lifetime immunity, but it does uh, help treat the patient that may be ill and in need of it. In regards to masks being worn by community members as they're out and about, this is not harmful. This prevents people from transmitting uh, a contagion that they may have to other people. So it really doesn't protect you from acquiring a contagion, but it, it protects you from spreading a contagion if you should be asymptomatically uh, infected with COVID-19. But it should never replace social distancing, nor the three C's. Wash your, clean your hands frequently, cover your cough and sneeze, and contain yourself if you're ill. One question that comes often is, how long does it stay on surfaces? That, that's a good question. It's up to 24 hours in some studies. But let me explain it this way. In a negative pressure room that turns over air uh, six times uh, in 30 minutes, that is enough for the, to address any concern of an infection in the room. If the room does not have negative pressure, then it's about two hours. I would clean surfaces frequently because this virus, like other viruses, tends to live better on surfaces that you would think are unfriendly, metal, copper, plastic, uh, and lives uh, significantly less on cardboard or clothing. Uh, so frequently cleaning surfaces that you use is really part of the three C's, I guess. You know, we have clean your hands, but also clean surfaces that are frequently touched, doorknobs, countertops, buttons, whether it's on an elevator or, or, or a cell phone. Those are the surfaces where this virus probably can live longer than expected. It is, it is, it's a fragile virus. Uh, it, it, it's not one that uh, is particularly strong uh, outside the human body, but, but it will last and hence the need to have the frequent cleaning of surfaces. In regards to social distancing, I understand the sacrifices that people have made with staying at home in this almost pseudo shelter in place. But I want to let everyone know that it is working. And how do I know that? The influenza uh, testing, which had actually accelerated or uh, escalated in recent weeks uh, as we try to determine the differential diagnosis with someone with a respiratory uh, illness, actually has precipitously dropped disproportionate to what you would expect for just simply closure of the seasonal flu. So what this means is that with social distancing and the measures that we're taking uh, to prevent the surge of COVID being to the point that the hospital cannot handle the capacity, it is working. Uh, influenza has dropped precipitously, dr dramatically. Uh, and that is reassuring that we need to continue with what we're doing because it is working. It is influencing the curve. And I say that unequivocally.
In the weeks to come, our mettle and resolve will be tested. However, if we maintain the discipline of social distancing, practicing the three C's, work as a team, as we often do, we will overcome this challenge and be stronger for it. For the most up-to-date information on COVID-19, visit our website at uniopoint.org or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website at cdc.gov. If you have a topic you'd like to suggest for our talk on podcast, shoot us an email at stlukescr at unitypoint.org. We encourage you to tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers uh, about our podcast. Until next time, be well.